hello, hello. Welcome to Tater Talk, bringing you all the crispiest business from right here in the incredibly hot for fall, incredibly crispy hot for fall, South Florida. Oh, I guess not so crispy. No, no quite no. even. Quite damp. Yeah. We are recording right here in Tate's Comics. You only get a low sizzle when it's that moist outside. Yeah. Uh, And I am the Winifred Sanderson of this podcast, Anthony. Oh, fine. I had something else pre-planned, but I'll go with yours. I'm gonna. I'm the uh, vacuum riding one of this uh, podcast, Brian. No, you don't get to be Mary. I get to be Mary. <laughs> okay, fine. You're Sarah Jessica I was Parker. About say, I, was about yeah. to, okay, I was about to say, fine. I am the horse of this podcast, Brian. Nay. <laughs> Damn right, Brian. I would be the Mary, Joe. And I'm still in everybody's shoes, Jen. You're Ice, the dickhead <laughs> bully who ended up coming I out as gay and Buffy. No, the best that you are is zombie. Okay. I actually thought Dude, I can I be zombie. Yeah. She could be Thora Birch. No. no. Thora Birch. The little kid, Danny. <laughs> okay. I mean just by sheer obnoxiousness maybe. Yeah. You're you're the word Yabos. <laughs> you can be Billy. I'll give you Billy. I'll give you Billy. All right, thank you. I like how you went to the shitty bully <laughs> that steals his shoes that calls himself Ice. Yeah, he on Buffy he ends up coming out as gay to Xander on Buffy. No, you know what you are? You're the parents that just is clueless yes. to everything okay. going on around you. All right. <laughs> Mom, Donna, and Dadula? Yes, Dadula. Yep. Oh. It's it's pretty great. You're welcome. Yeah. No, I'm so sad about him. Why? He was also... He, like, killed himself a couple years ago in a cornfield. It's like a whole thing. Oh. oh. Okay. And, like, all the articles were like, Hocus Pocus star killed themselves. I'm like, Beck Midler! <laughs> I was like, No! Oh, okay. <laughs> I went in my head like the order of where I came from. Pat Midler, no. Kathy Jimmy, no. The dad, no. Everybody else, no. Oh, uh, well, I guess it wasn't Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get into some comics this week. Uh, let's uh, let's start with you, Joe. What did you read this week? Well, I got to have Jen pick out a fantastic comic book for me. It was Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, number 101. Where are you? Oh, so is it like the entry point to Scooby-Doo? Not at all. Oh, it's damn. phenomenal. Though. There's like three separate little stories, which I have now been told are the normal way that Scooby-Doo, Where Are You happens. Okay. And let me tell you what, the very first story was about a ghost cow. Yeah, that's right. A heifer. It was <laughs> amazing. Is it a hoofer? They did make that pun. There was a lot oh, really? of really good no. puns in here, man. Like there was like at one point it was the haunted heifer. There were two haunted heifers at one point. They thought it was paint. They thought it wasn't real, obviously. And the only thing the cow ever said was moo, so they couldn't even get clues out of it. It was great. Did anybody say don't have a cow, man? I do believe that is something Shaggy said at some point. All right. Oh, like Scoob, don't have a cow, man. Yeah, ruh It was great. All right. It was Fantastic. There's another two little stories, like a cute story that was like a Romeo and Juliet, like goofy vampire story. And then there was another, a really cool Velma's Monsters of the World. So I'm not sure if anybody reads this book. It's pretty great. I'm a big Scooby-Doo fan, so personally it was pretty awesome for me. Uh, I would give it a whirl. I, I want to tell you who did it, but I feel like it just kind of, you know, defeats the purpose of the book. Oh, so it absolutely does. The whodunits are great. And Velma's Monsters Around the World is pretty great because it's uh, different art. So it's actually done more like um, 
old EC comic books. So it looks more like Tales from the Crypt, House of Secrets. Like it looks more like those kinds of style books. It it was pretty cool, or that art style. So so they're Scooby Doo Donuts. Yeah, kind of like that, just not that. (laughs) (laughs) So I give it a whirl. Uh, Thank you, Jen. You chose very wisely for me. I appreciate it. Yeah. I also read a few other books, but that one's the that was the good one. That was the winner. That was the winner of the week. All right. Well, I will go next. Uh, I chose some some winners as well this week, Joe. And then I chose one not so winner, which I will talk about, uh, which is <laughs> Superman Year One, Book Three. That uh, cover has difficult anatomy. It has impossible anatomy. Uh, so does the inside of the book itself. the The book jumps all over, just like actually not. I, I shouldn't say just like because at least one and two kind of have a somewhat cohesive story. You know, it just has a beginning, middle, end. You're good. This, it just jumps all over. Like the last issue, I mean, it's been a little while since I read book two, but the last issue, like he was still down in Atlantis and like with the chick mm-hmm. and the queen and everything. This one, it starts out with Lois Lane, just like down there in a submarine. And mm-hmm. then and then Superman rescues her and then leaves with her. Like, like out of nowhere. Wait, why the hell is Lois even down there in a submarine? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's never fully what? explained. Because uh, she's a reporter, but they don't explain why she's down there. Uh, and then, but like when he rescues her, he's just like, oh, this goddess, this queen, this angel. And uh, she's like, but you don't even, you have a queen that you're already, an actual queen <laughs> of an Atlantis. Uh, kind of overthrew their entire government, man. Yeah. I was going to say, you destabilized an entire nation. And then, <laughs> it, and then it cuts forward a year which i don't know how this is year one if it cuts forward a year after a whole bunch of stuff already happened before but whatever uh so it cuts forward a year and he's he's done journalism school and now he's in working a year at, in a year uh he is now working at the daily planets oh i also uh skipped over the fact that when she was down in the submarine um uh, the people of atlantis attacked her which is why he had to save her um however so she's down in a submarine they mentioned that you know uh her submarine that can withstand um, uh, space uh, has started to crack because of like the explosions around her, uh, and so it's like, all right, you know, it, it can bear, it can't uh, withstand the the pressures of the ocean at this point. But then, like, water rushes in into her capsule, which means a you're dead, yeah, because a uh, weight of the ocean's on top of you. And then B, when Superman does rescue her. Uh, he flies her at top speed back out onto the... She's double dead. She's double dead because she has dead. the bends now. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, let's just, you know, suspend disbelief for, you know, those two very big things that's killing her. Uh, you know, it cuts forward a year. He's done journalism school. He's got a job at the Daily Planet. It's good for him. Well done there, Clark Kent. And, uh, yeah, and then it just starts, like, jumping around, like... I don't even know how long he's actually been there because it keeps on jumping around. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it jumps to like Lex Luthor's getting him. Uh, they bring in Batman. They bring in the Joker. And then they bring in Wonder Woman in like that order. And it makes no sense why. It well, does. so they can do that cover. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it is. But like it, they don't really explain how they know each other, why you know, they know each other. They just kind of all click. And, <laughs> then, and then they all start working together. It's... It, the only reason why it even works is because we all know that they're supposed to be the Trinity. You know what I want? <laughs> I want a story to t- like a miniseries to cover his years at at uh, like his beginning years at the Daily uh, Planet, mm-hmm. but basically mm-hmm. just redo the Devil Wears Prada, but oh. with Clark. <laughs> yeah, like, like they even show like Perry White's kind of a dick. 
like they show a bunch of stuff so it's it's the 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 actual daily plan stuff's not bad uh i would like to point out one panel to you guys because uh, my favorite artist junior junior did this i hate him uh but <laughs> he uh, he did this book there is one panel which looks like um superman is in the band gorillas uh let's see here right there <laughs> oh, oh man that's because yeah. he abandoned drawing his one woman face yeah, he uh, he doesn't have any pupils. His eyes are completely black. <laughs> you know what? Uh, There's a reason why John Romito Jr. is one of the fastest artists in the biz. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, oh really? it definitely looks it. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's really bad. And then the end of the book is uh, is him going off planet and dealing with Brainiac. Okay. So, so the very end of this is uh, the never-ending battle begins. So uh-uh. I guess this leads into something else. Dope. It, well, it doesn't no. from what I know. Oh, no, I know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it's, I did not enjoy this read. I, I, I enjoyed the prose and what they were trying to, to get through. It was kind of like, um, you know, actual uh, poetry and, and the way that he's trying to write, write it. Mm-hmm. He did a whole lot of like, and then he falls and then he falls. Like he repeats a lot of things. But the book itself around it, not amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not super doesn't sound like it makes a lot of sense it doesn't it really it, doesn't it seems like every because i i flipped through this one but i read the other two it seems like every issue in this was almost a completely different style from issue to issue uh yeah again i don't know what the hell happened with atlantis i don't know what the hell happened with any of that why uh, not just stick with year one i don't know i like i said i i had zero idea why things were happening the only reason why I know, th- you know, how I know things were happening is because we already all know Superman. Yeah. If mm. we didn't already all know Superman, this would make zero sense. <laughs> Who the hell is Lois Lane? Lex Luthor? Who? <laughs> what? Why the hell are you bringing in the Joker? <laughs> it's 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 not great. I don't know why bu- Batman has a buzzsaw on his bicep or his yeah. In that one part, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. like a buzzsaw blade. That's it's ripped, man. Okay, just like he's cool. ripped. So, uh, cool. Superman, year one, book three, goes out the way it came in. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's my review of this book. Huh? And that's book reviews by Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Jen, what did you read? I read Once in Future, issue three. Nice. Um, so we are now at the point that King Arthur is back. And he is like a weird demony ghost skeleton dude. And All right. the main antagonist is his right hand and she's going to get somebody to get the grail. Um, and the grandma obviously doesn't want this to happen, but she needs help. Oh, who's she going to get? She gets, uh, oh, what do you know? The only other character that's been introduced in this book. It's his date from issue one. <laughs> what? What? She... What? She just happens to be, you know, like the a story. exact person okay. that she Sorry. needs to be. Sorry. No, no. It's, it's, it's called it's, Destiny, it's, guys. Well, that's actually like what the grandma says in the book. She's like, oh, no, the story's got a tux in you, too. Yeah. It already got to you before I did. Yeah, because it has to be. A, they were looking for, she was looking for a professor in history at this certain college. And he was like, huh, I went on a date with her like 24 hours ago. And yeah. she's like, oh, God. Um <laughs> A lot of great grandma stuff. Um, the person who's going to find the grail is the evil lady's son, and he's all very. And his name perfect. is. Oh, who cares? It's Galahad. It's Galahad. I should know that. 
But <laughs> hey, maybe it doesn't matter because the last panel, uh, spoilers, I guess, is the grandma ready to snipe the heck out of him and put him in the ground. We already know what the first panel of the next book's going to yeah. be. Yeah, come it's, on. I know it's not going to happen. You're not yeah. just killing off Galahad. He's going to stand be, up. It would be kind of great if they did. Yeah, he's going to just stand up and when her shot's going to miss. and. Or- King Arthur will throw out his yeah, hand exactly. or something. You know I don't know. So, you know. <laughs> Noxuna Moon will come in at some point, or hate <laughs> Noxuna Moon. Yeah. Um, despite it being a little bit by the numbers, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think we've complained a bit about other books taking a really long time to really get moving, and this mm-hmm. book's been off to a start from the start. It has been. Um, and, and it makes sense you it know, does. as it goes through its book. Absolutely. Unlike other books this week. They don't bog you down with unnecessary details. There's nothing there that's like really confusing. All the characters are done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting take, a new take on an old story. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I know this is your book, but I mean, like, yeah. I, I just love the way that the panels flow as well. Like, Absolutely. I don't think any panel is miss is is overdone or mm-hmm. like oh you, you did one page too many of this you know I, I you could have moved on nope it already moves on i keep saying animated series yeah absolutely in that art style too yeah. oh for sure oh the art's gorgeous oh i agree i agree i mean if they could do it for zoom suit they could definitely do it for once in future <laughs> <laughs> uh for the for those of you that don't know uh, <laughs> I make our, our, our co-worker uh nikia works on storyboards for oh for, for zoom suit tech <laughs> oh Sentinel. Oh wait, no. no, no zoom suit. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 you, so you enjoyed the read, though, Jen. It was a, it's a really good read. Nice. I think it's probably. I mean, Boom has been putting out a lot of good stuff um, about a lot of its like licensed stuff. Um, yeah. So to see this is a really great original story. Uh, original enough. Well, I mean, look. Yeah, yeah I know. No, it's no, not no, licensed. No, yeah. yeah. See, non-licensed. It, I like to see a company like Boom doing non-licensed stuff because. You never know when that license doesn't get to come back to you. Yep. yep. You know, you never know when Disney's going to buy up the company that owns Star Wars, and Dark Horse has to scramble for a little while. Yep. You never know oh, when uh, when Sonic is going to go to someplace else. You've gotten so specific here. You never know when Disney's going to buy Conan back. <laughs> and Disney. We're just going to go with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, good read there, then Jen, mm-hmm. and then Anthony. What do you got for us for this last one? I read this week Metal Man. Ooh. For those of you guys who don't know, I'm sure you're familiar, but Metal Man is like an older DC property. It's like the X-Men, but they're all metal and they're all Reed Richards. That's like the best way to describe <laughs> what? it. That is actually a really it's pretty much it's yeah. decent. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was great because it starts off with Dr. Magnus and he's like talking about like, you know, I've tried so hard. I've tried to do this, this and this. Uh, is, is Dr. Magnus, who is he? He's the guy who created the Metal Man. Okay. Yeah. So his claim to fame in the, all in the books prior, all like they tried to bring him back for a couple of years, is that like he found a way to make, to put, it's called like the Inanimate, uh, it's actually got a specific name that I do want to read, Responsometer, which is supposed to be like how they're alive. You put it in the metal and it brings them to life. Basically Pinocchio. Okay. Okay. In this one, he's basically talking about, he's like not so much it didn't really do that it just kind of it's able to reproduce a really good simulation of a human in this one the metal man kind of discover because he's hinting through the whole book like every time they find out i have to erase their minds or start all over the metal man discover it and he's like yeah you guys aren't like really real and they're like yes we are we're real he goes no like the response meter just 
is good at mimicking real and anything all your feelings you have they're pieces of my personality and my soul mm -hmm. so like if you're mad oh that's actually a piece of my anger for this one doctor if you're happy that's a piece of my happiness from when I won an award for creating da 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 da, da. but there's a great moment where they're like this is bullshit like next you're gonna tell me I'm not really made of gold and he's like yeah, of course you're not made of gold. <laughs> He's, they're like, what? He goes, none of you are made of what you're, because you got, you know, gold, zinc, platinum girl, tin man, like mercury man. He's like, do you know how expensive you guys would be? Of course you're not made out of the things you think you're made out of. He goes, the response meter just goes into a base metal and then mimics what you're supposed to be made out of. He's like, are you guys insane? Oh you think I could afford to make you out of platinum? <laughs> 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 the whole time there's a B story where it looks like a um, a meteor of nth metal has crashed onto Earth. Or no, repaired from the dark multiverse, a mountain of it. Mm -hmm. And it's sentient and it's calling for him. I have a feeling it's going to end up being one of the past metal men that he's tried to create. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, but it's just... It was really well written, especially a good update of an older property. But just the moment, like, of course you're not made of gold. <laughs> He's like, do you know how expensive you would be? He's like, you guys insane? And they're all just like, oh. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with you? Nice. So, yeah, it was pretty, it was a fun read. I'm looking forward to issue two. I, I, this is one of those books where, like, DC didn't heavily promote it to anybody and they really aren't talking about it. I tend to like to try it. I'm, I'm weary when, whenever any company tries to promote a comic book to me because I always think to myself, so you need that one to sell. This one, a lot of times when companies don't promote it, I always think to myself, it's probably because they don't know how to handle it. So it's usually going to be pretty interesting. This was pretty damn interesting. I liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, that that sounds about right. <laughs> so, 10 out of 10, we'll read issue two. Okay. Okay, so I just looked up, <laughs> while you were talking, I just looked up um, uh, how much would gold as a person weigh? Um and so somebody actually did all the all the calculations for a bunch of different metals. And so if you're made out of pure gold, you would weigh fifteen hundred and eighty-one kilograms. Uh, which, let's see here, fifteen hundred eighty-one kilograms would cost <laughs> drum solo. Drum solos, all the solos. That's just that's just Bernice. She joined a uh, dead Victorian children color guard. Yep. Getting those extracurricular uh, credits. Well, you know, dead Victorian children don't have a lot to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Killing time. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's see here. A uh, kilogram of gold is uh, $48,000. So, <laughs> uh, 48,000 times, what was it, 1581 is, uh, let's see here, seven seventy-five million dollars You know, I actually thought it was going to be a lot more. You know, seventy million, seventy-five well, million not dollars. That bad, but then we get to platinum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they all have a cool thing. Like in the book, they all kind of have properties of what their metal is. Like gold, since gold is traditionally a softer metal, mm -hmm. he tends to be kind of like plastic man or like reed. Okay, okay. so platinum, they kind of take on the, uh, the yeah properties platinum. Because platinum's a harder metal, so platinum tends to be like the bruiser. They usually did have their like, but yeah, it's just like you know how expensive you got. It was just the funniest moment. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you guys it. insane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like think the it. only one on that team that wouldn't be expensive would have been Tin Man. What's the properties of tin? It's tin. Yeah. It's tin, girl. It's okay. tin, you know. It's kind of soft, a little bit weak. And he's even the weakest one. He's literally that small motherfucker right there that looks like oh, goddamn hell. Oh, no. You want, you want to know uh, how he finds a mate? Tinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Tinder. Hashtag from Tinder. That's right. <laughs> from Tinder to middleman. That's how it goes. So, all right. Well, yeah, uh, fun read. Yeah, good. Good. I like it. I like it. So now that brings us to our book of the week. So the book that we read this week is X-Men, number one. The, the jumping on point. The dawning of the X. Ooh. They should name a book act that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so what did you guys think about this read? It was creepy as hell. Yeah. I, th- I feel like they did spend a lot of time giving us things that would give us pause. Like, we're, like they would mm-hmm. say certain mm-hmm. things and you would take us a moment and be like, that is I didn't uh, know odd. if we were all reading it wrong until the conversation Corsair has with Scott. Yes. Yeah. Like I thought, like, maybe I'm reading it wrong. And then, like, you were saying, too. No. And, like, you hadn't gotten there, too. So I wanted you to get to that point. But that part where Corsair's like, hey. Um. um hey, buddy. You okay? <laughs> is, is, is this really, are you having, are you are cool with this? Is this, like, it really was awkward. I realized, oh, yeah. as soon as that conversation happened, I'm like, oh, so we are supposed to find this a weird, like, little Stepford Wivesy, like, a little Fairy. unsettling. When Corsair's like. So this is different. Yeah, isn't it great? Um, it's a thing. You're, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> this is a thing that is happening that you seem to enjoy. Yeah, it's good for for some people, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> and I did like Scott's. I now, I, having read the first issue, I now get why um, Aurora in Powers and House was a little bit religious zeality. And I mm-hmm. get now Scott. They are now, whether it's through mind control or they re- or genuine, they are believers. Oh yeah, absolutely. They are it's believers. It's they cult. are in this cult of, and I mean, unlike most cults, they are kind of right. They are genetically superior. Uh, at this point, yes. <laughs> at this point, so I said kinda. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they are true believers, and that and like okay, I now get, and they're true believers through hardship because they they dealt with the sort of being persecuted for so long. They did, and then also they also have the added benefit of never being able to die. At least at this point. Pretty much. So, and I knowing mean, they can't die, Yeah, too. that's what I said. Knowing they can't die. It's not like it's a belief. It's like, oh, no, you see it, and you actually experience it. Actually, every single person who is in this has experienced it, because mm-hmm. none of you guys would be alive without being re- resurrected. So, uh, so yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's a good way to start a cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a nice moment in this with Polaris and Scott that I really enjoyed, um, where Scott's talking to Polaris, and he's like, you know, there's a place for you at home where I live because that's where Alex lives too mm-hmm. and I like what she's like eh I'm not really here for that yet like I st- unfortunately I can't allow the future to be the future until the past the past but I like that he talked to her because like Scott has always considered Polar like Lorna like his sister mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know me and other Anthony were talking about it and it's ironic because he's always considered her the stable the Isn't stable, that funny? It's hilarious that, <laughs> Isn't it? and it's true though. She is <laughs> the stable her. force in Alex's life, even though Alex has no reason to be unstable. He was too young to remember jumping out of a plane with his goddamn brother. None of the bad shit happened to him. It happened to all to Scott. And yet, Lorna is somehow the stable one in that relationship. Hey, you know <laughs> the one who's had genuine crazy shit happen to her. She's this m- more mm. stable card house of cards in that relationship, and she is not a. How nah. is that stable? I, I just that's, It's that's so difficult me for me to see her and not be like, God, I just still hate you. 
Remember, but I, compare her to Alex. I, right. She is the stable I, you one. You are. It, it's, it's. You know, maybe he means in like, you know, she owns a lot of horses, so she has a stable. <laughs> no, it's winning by default. Yeah. That's what it is. Alex has always considered her, or, or Scott's always considered her a stabilizing force in Alex's life, and he's not wrong. I mean, Alex literally self-sabotages himself. He's at a wedding to Lorna and chooses to, at the wedding, try to acknowledge and get with the nurse he was having an affair with. And then turned Lorna into girl Magneto. Like, Ugh. he's self sabotaged He didn't even like her anymore. He just loved Lorna. Hey. But I like that moment. I'm sure you guys <laughs> have moments you liked in the book, too. I actually really love the, the reveal of the view. Mm. Uh, so we're, we're the summer's home, essentially, when oh, we're Cyclops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually did think it was very smart. And I actually, I'm, as we have known, I am not a fan of the text pages. Mm-hmm. There's very few. And the few that they are, they're more like schematic pages. And it's yes. actually kind of nice. I didn't need to necessarily know how that, how the summers like how how what his view what their home looked like, Although. but it was pretty cool, and I did appreciate yes the tidbits of who's who's the the who rooms. So of I'm pretty sure Marvel introduced their first polyamorous couple or, yeah. or, or thruple or I think it's a foursome. I think so. Too. That'd be fine too <laughs> because of that whole way that yep. Jean and and and, yep. and Emma were. The, mm-hmm. I, but it seems like Wolverine, Scott, and Jean are all together. Yep. Yes, it does. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, because it's uh, all of the uh, the walls. There are, or at least there's doors that lead to one another's rooms. Where in every single other room, there is not. And Jean's room is in the middle of Scott and and Wolverine. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you. That's actually my favorite part. It of was, this yeah, as well. I, it's really for cool. once this kind of I love in general. I like architectural schematics anyway. Yep. But this was just a really fun way to not have to go out and say what was going on, but maybe exactly. hint and allude to. If you catch it, this might be going on. Exactly. Yep. So oh, yeah. that for me, the view that was it, and then the, these pages, I loved it. Yeah, it's Jen. Really how nice. about you? Um, no. So as someone who grew up watching soap operas, this is great for this you. This is all great. I love oh. all of this. <laughs> but that's the X Men's oh bread and butter. They're a soap yeah, opera. Yeah, I know, and that's. I think that's part of why I really do love the X Men. And so it's been kind of serious, and it's been a lot of like, ooh, what's the mystery? So to sit there and be finally be like. Ooh, this is some juicy drama. <laughs> Emma thinks of this. I hope she's a part. Like, okay, so I love all that, and I think then the moment when Scott gives his father the flower, mm-hmm. and the father <laughs> he has, and, he, and Scott's like, "You can put it on your ship." And his father's like, uh, "Okay." Um, like, I think you know, his dad like is. I mean, his dad is human. So to sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to just put this on a ship that could be anywhere in the world. And and then because it's like a two way door. Exactly. You can come to me and and I can come come to you. you. So it's like, I understand you're coming at this at a family point, but I'm like, he's still human. He's on a ship with people who are not mutants Mm -hmm. and he's traveling the world. And so he's literally if he plants that flower, he becomes an outpost. Yeah. Which I think is the real reason they get. I think, oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Whether they're aware of that or not, there's more. They themselves. There. Whether or not it was suggested. Oh, maybe you know, it's you've got your father and you get mm-hmm. to see this him. This is a good gift. This for is a him. great yeah. gift. This way, you guys can continue to keep in touch. You have your whole family. Your father's not going to want to stay on the moon. He's going to want to travel, but you can still be in touch. And I totally can exactly. see this being like a concept, an idea that was brought forward to him. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think I do think Scott is doing it out of. I'm collecting my family. I want everybody yes. within reach. We've all been so scattered and our history is so weird. Like yeah. he has all his, even Kid Cable is like hanging out and Vulcan, <laughs> despite his, I don't know anything about Vulcan. I do. I don't know why so, he's extra weird in this okay, book. Okay, see, like I didn't know that he was being extra weird because he, but 
oh god he just won't shut up about fire and using like weird terminology because like, <laughs> the fire in the in this machine is the same as the fire in my heart and my body and like, that's Vulcan why i can make weird. these hamburgers vulcan is weird but he's not that weird like okay he is I, now. I was i mean he is not and that's i'm, I'm here for it i really did think that was probably one of the first wolverine things i read in a very long time that i liked yeah. Wolverine mm-hmm. walking over to him and like, what are you doing there? Him explaining in the most ridiculous terminology possible that he is using the fire in the fire pit to cook the meat. And then Wolverine going, not, I meant I wanted my steak rare. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, I will do that. Medium rare. And he's like, I'm just going to kill you. I just love that whole like, medium, medium rare. rare. <laughs> it was, I, I thought that was very clever and it was fun. So yeah. I, I, not a huge fan usually of a lot of X titles in general. This has been a pretty fun book and a very creepy and weird. Super fun curious book. about what Ogress is doing and what that mm. sort of time displaced person is. Yeah, so. I really liked the inner Sakura person. That yes. was very cool. Mm. I liked Magneto's entrance in that. Like Polaris, I know I ask too much of people, <laughs> but is it so much to ask to not have any debr- rubble or rousers beneath me? Okay, father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was your favorite moment there, Anthony? Huh? What was your favorite moment of this book? Or favorite anything? Of this... I mean... We kind of hit a lot of the points. Kind of hit a lot of the points. I think that Magneto line... Yeah. I'll tell you what I wish was in this book. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see them fight the monkeys. Oh, I know. I was okay <laughs> with not seeing it, because it would have been a just decimation, it and prob- I can't... I don't want to watch from that. From the sound of it... I mean, I don't want to watch it happen to the humans. I don't I'll tell you what my least happen. favorite goddamn part of this book was. Is that... Oh. Fucking Hepzibah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming and I forgot. <laughs> so much. She's the least. I love this. I love almost all of the Star Chambers except for Hepzibah. Yeah. Uh, I do have a, want to post a question to you guys. So the very last page. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have your coming soon. And it has, you know, the reading order of mm-hmm. everything and, and when it's going to be coming out. Uh, everything's black on this. There are no red ones. Do you think there might be red ones later on? I think so. Yeah. Um, Considering it's done in the exact same format, you know. I don't know, actually. I feel like that if there's red ones, I think it will be in the other books. It will be past this point. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. Okay. Past then, this yes. point, yes. do you think like the next I, one, because this ends at November 27th. Agreed. I, I definitely, I, I do. I think that all of the issue ones are all going to be, I mean, an issue one is automatically, you can't just start one, with them yeah. all being red. Yeah. <laughs> I think the issue fours and fives, we're going to start seeing red yeah, highlights pop up in different books, especially okay. you know in the X Men book and the mm-hmm. New Mutants and the ones that Hickman's got a finger in. I know he's kind of got There's, his eye on all of them. Yeah, but I'm wondering how important it is to read them in that order. Uh, I mean, you're not gonna have a choice because they're releasing that way. But yeah, I mean, at that's... some point when graphic novels come out, you will have a choice though. Yep, that's true. And it's a it's a lot of books too. Like it is. Let's see here. It's twelve different books that are coming out in a. Well, month, some of those are issue span. twos. Yeah. I oh, know. I know. I'm just saying. Like it is still a reading list yeah. that you have to read. So I'm so curious. You got twelve books within a you know two month span, a month and a half span. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Anybody else wants to add before we move on? No. Mm, All right. We're... All right. Cool. Well, let's uh, now move on to our news segments. Anthony over here distracting us all with Pokemon. That Mimikyu backpack is I know, it's really nice. I agree. I froze my game, so. Yeah, that's what you get, Anthony. That's what you get. So, I've been starting this off on some fun news before, and I figured I'd start us off on some fun news again today. It better be a sequel to the mannequin news. It's not. It's fun newsle. Uh, so, uh, 
You guys remember the movie The Parent Trap, right? The the remake. The, the Lindsay one. Lohan remake. The Lindsay Lohan one. Oh my uh, god, please tell me she wants to do another one. No, but it's, it's she'll take any role. It's it's actually pretty it's kind of along those lines, but it's 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 pretty great. So so the lady who played um the the gold digger, uh her name is uh, Elaine Hendricks in yep. real life. And she was so, also in Superstar. Superstar? Movie. She was yeah. the villain in Superstar. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was named Evian. So it looks like she's also, she's pretty good at Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah. stupid. It looks like she's pretty good at Twitter as well. Uh, so Dennis Quaid himself in real life. Uh, so, you know, in the in the movie, in case you haven't seen The Parent Trap, Dennis Quaid, his character, he's the dad of the Lindsay Lohans, uh, the twins. And uh, he's marrying a 26-year-old inside the movie that's a gold digger. And so, you know... High jinks and Sue, and then, you know, they mm-hmm. break up because uh, she's a, a gold digger. And so it uh, turns out in real life, 65-year-old Dennis Quaid just got engaged to a 26-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, there's been announcements of it. So Elaine Hendricks wrote uh, in, in response to all these, watch out for those twins. <laughs> That's great. I, I do appreciate it's, that. It's pretty hilarious. Solid. Solid. It, just the fact that it's also a 26-year-old know, right? in real life, let alone also in the movie. Is that your touchstone of Parent Trap, the new one, the Lindsay Lohan one? Is that your Parent Trap, Jen? Yep. Disgusting. Well, I mean, there's that one, and then there's the, the Mary one? Kate and Ashley one. Wait, there's not a Mary Kate and Ashley Parent Trap. It's, it's, it's not two. called Parent Trap. It's, called, it's, yeah, it's takes it takes two. That's different. It's not the Parent it's, Trap. It's, 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 it's the Parent it's, Trap. It's very close, it's, but it's, it's very not similar. Yeah. It is <laughs> not the Parent Trap. Haley Mills is the only Parent Haley Trap. Haley Mills is the only Parent <laughs> Trap. Okay, sure. It's like it's like how with any time. I don't even know if I've seen it, which oh, if God, I don't know. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you and I come behind? Pollyanna is it? Come on, you don't know Pollyanna? Hairy that Mills? darn cat? That darn cat? She's Miss Bliss. Bliss. Gosh, come on, guys. You know I don't know this. <laughs> you can just you keep... You know Saved by the Bell. Oh, but you probably no. only know the high school. Oh, you don't. No. You're, yeah, you're... I know, we we don't don't over this, she doesn't Anthony. do this. No, yeah. I only know Zach Morris is trash, which, well... <laughs> uh, they well, don't cover the, they they don't don't the Miss Bliss years because he wasn't shitty yet. Yeah. They, yeah. He was still charming in the Miss yeah. Bliss years. He was just an annoying kid. Yeah, because he wasn't the main Not character. Not an actual narcissistic yeah. sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoy was... all of our listeners. You just get to hear Joe and I bust out part of that song. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I thought Two that was twice some, as nice as one. some fun on. news. Some fun news was going on. That's Let's cute. get together. She does right actually. She does. Away. I've heard some good she's, things she's about her Twitter. With that, I, I no matter how I've actually uh, seen her. Yeah, like she's had a couple things, mm-hmm. things like that. I feel bad. Because I would just always know her as Evian from Superstar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's done like a shit ton of stuff. I, I know her as two roles. She's either Evian from Superstar or she's the um, popular girl, one of the popular girls in Romeo and Michelle that becomes a fashion designer. Thank yeah. you. I couldn't. And for Vogue. I, I know her from yeah. something else and it was Romeo and Michelle's actually. Because she she's wasn't the one actually who's like, actually, they've got pretty nice lines. Fun, creative use of color, mm-hmm. and the construction's really good. And like, she's the one who like breaks off from the pack. So I know her from those two. Yeah, I knew you'd know her from. Yeah, Roman Michelle's high school reunion. I yep. just think it's a little weird because you know the that Parent Trap released what a little over twenty years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so wow, was it really that long ago? It, it was at least, oh my goodness. at the very least. Lindsay Lohan was a was a tween. Yeah, she hadn't point. done coke yet. Or so, had she? she it hadn't had. ruined her yet. It hadn't ruined okay, her yet. There, there we go. go. So <laughs> let's just say roughly 20 years ago. 1998. So, yep, that's 20 wow, years ago. Wow, for real. So so Dennis Quaid was, you know, 
40, you know, 44 years old at that point. And so in the movie, it's like, oh, she's a gold digger because this 26 year old is marrying a 44 year old. Ooh, better watch out. And then in real life, no, a 26 year old is marrying a 65 year old. And, you know. Although, to be fair, I mean, Dennis Quaid's still pretty foxy. You know what? Can we we Uh, rewind just a second here? So the original Parent Trap. The lady in that one didn't look like she was terribly younger than the than the dad. Oh, she true. wasn't like, really. Yeah, she, she yeah. didn't actually social. look twenty. Oh, yeah. no, we're talking about the real. No, no, one. the original. Oh. Like, okay, the real but, but one. In, uh, <laughs> the real one. The real one. It always really bothered me. Yeah, that they made a big point of how she was in in the in the original, and it really wasn't even like she was the gold digger. Her mom was more actually yeah. like, kind of like the monster. She was just kind of a bitchy. She was just a bitch. Yeah, really. I mean, she did and smack she Haley Mills for no reason. It wasn't for no reason. Oh my god, did they deserve like? Like, oh, oh no, she should have punched her oh for that my, bear she shit. Thrown that kid off the fucking. Mountain. I would have punched both of those which, girls. Which is why I think in the the remake of it that they had to make her actually really terrible. They the did. original one is just like, ah, eh, she's just not great. She's just not the mom. Yeah, <laughs> and she doesn't want kids really that bad. So she's to like, yeah, fair, your in, kid, I'll be cool with you. To and be they're fair, like, in the no. original, how do you compete with that mom? Oh my god, she's perfect. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, she's perfect. <laughs> that talk Bostonian, about oh, uh, her accent. So yeah, anything. You gotta watch. Anyway. We're gonna have a night. You gotta watch the original, the real one. We have a lot of movies to watch. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have a lot of movies. To well, watch. yeah, but this one's coming to Disney Plus because it was the first movie I looked for. Unfortunately, the first one I fucking found was Candle Shoe, but the first one I well, looked for was Parent Trap. Is it actually? It is coming to Disney oh, Plus. Oh yeah. The goddamn Candle Shoe. Candle Shoe in the house. I was like, let me find Parent Trap, and I was going because they were like order of release, and I had gone too far. And it went just far enough to say, "My goddamn candle shoe, really?" <laughs> Wait, is Bugsy Malone on it though? No, we, no, oh, it's, not, it's a Warner Brothers. Or oh, I know, it's just one of those. Universal. Yeah, you never Universal, know. one of those. You never know. Disney, they might have bought oh, it. Oh man, I would love Bugsy Malone on there. I know, right? It's a great movie. But I was like, "Goddamn candle shoe," and then I scrolled back down. Up, oh, sorry, I'm like, "Oh, good, the real Parent Trap and the sequel." Well, speaking of movies and, and TV shows that are coming to streaming services. Uh, some pretty big news happened where Studio Ghibli is actually all of their movies are going to HBO Max. Shocking, which uh. is very shocking considering Disney is the one that that well, released all of them over here. Apparently, Buena Vista Video. Apparently, Buena Vista Video. Yes. Well, apparently they lost that about uh, five years ago. Yes, yes, they did. Yeah, which is why they haven't really been releasing any of them. You have, you don't really see them in in Best Buys or anything anymore. The um the company that uh. Uh, the the impression I was under from things I read is that the company that owns the Japanese streaming rights mm-hmm. does not uh, Miyazaki like films their their whole pro- they don't uh, they don't want streaming yeah. they never wanted them to mm-hmm. be streaming it was never part of any plan for them oh yeah so this is actually really big this news. is really big news because I because I was even reading that same article I think it was only two days before mm-hmm. before this anu- announcement came out because people were like oh if you're if you're planning on catching some Studio Ghibli movies on streaming, don't hold your breath because it's probably never going to happen. And then, you know, two days later, uh, <laughs> they announce it. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because they apparently, you know, Disney lost the rights to it in 2014. And it's also mm-hmm. right around the time they shuttered Buena Vista as a video. Really. Now, now all of Disney stuff is released directly by Disney, whereas it used to be I mean, it's, Buena it's Vista inter- is still them. I was about to say, the, yeah. the international stuff is still, I think, under Buena Vista because it has it, multiple... Well, it has to be. It has to be, right? Um, yeah. But like, that, that's a, there, nothing releases in America under the, like, really, under the Buena Vista name uh, yeah, anymore. Yeah, it hasn't for a long time, mm-hmm. I think. Because they yeah. shuttered it, and I'm like, I wonder if it was because of that or just both at the same time happened to happen. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, hey, good for, good on HBO Max, but... Good for them. Um, that's, that'll, that is content that will get people to your app. It is. It's not going to get me. 
Nope. I already no. own them. I already own I, them. I was going to say, <laughs> I, at, at this point in life, I already own them 10 times and over. And I'm not going to pay 15 to $20 to watch. Yeah. No. A movie I paid $15 to watch yeah, in the first place and exactly. own it forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving on, uh, John Cho, the Spike Spiegel of, of Cowboy Bebop, uh, hurt his knee on a what was what has been described as a kind of a minor stunt. It wasn't even during considered, rehearsal. Yeah, it wasn't even considered a major stunt. It was just a like I think it was like a chase sequence or something like that. Mm-hmm. And hurt his knee and he's now out for six or sorry seven to nine months. And they say knee, but it could also be an ACL. So yeah, so un, unfortunate news mm-hmm. for for people who are looking forward to it. And most of all, unfortunate news for John Cho. <laughs> I am. So I will say I liked the Instagram post he posted when he said, "Oh yeah, yeah." It, looks, it shows the belt, yeah, the, the Spike Spiegel belt. Yeah, Spike Spiegel, yeah. And I liked his little, you know, water can flow or it can crash. I was like, "That's a very Spike, yeah, thing to say." Yeah, it was a it was a Bruce Lee quote. That's yeah, what it was. yeah. So yeah, I mean, best of luck to him. Hopefully, he gets a speedy recovery. Yeah, not just for you know. Uh, Spike Spiegel's purposes, yeah. but in general, <laughs> I know a lot of people were like, "Good, thank God, we don't have to see." I'm like, I'm curious about it though. Yeah, see, I'm I'm in the boat of I don't want anybody to get hurt, so I'm uh, you know if they're making it, they're making it. I don't yeah. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I just I don't feel like I'm go. I feel like I'm not going to give that a fair shake when it does come out because mm-hmm. if it, uh, you know even if it has Kondo's music in it, I think I'll be like, "But why?" John Cho's what made me curious about it. I will say until they cast yeah. John Cho, I was like. Yeah, I was just, with you because I like him. I, I like, like him. him a lot. I just, I, I for me, live action Bebop, it just doesn't need to be like for you know. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, I get it. It doesn't need we to be a thing. Right. And it's I'm hoping, Firefly. yeah. yeah. You for know, real. at least he had like for me when he was cast. That's what uh, I was just like with Anthony. I was much more curious about it because I feel like he has the charisma to be Spike. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like he does. I mean, for me personally, and he's also slapsticky enough. He's also he's lanky. He's lanky. He's got, but he also has the acting chops in order to do the serious scenes. So I, I was curious. At he least. was what made me cure before him. Yeah. I was like, eh, eh, probably won't watch that. Yeah. I guess a big part of me feels like if on the if they're gonna do Jupiter Jazz or they're gonna do Ballad and Ballad's mm-hmm. my favorite. If you're yeah. going to go the vicious and the Ballad route, like you're gonna do that episode. I, I don't necessarily like Spike Spiegel very much. So, I, like, for me, it, w- it never mattered who they even cast because I, mm-hmm. I don't care. I only really like Faye and the dog. Well, we don't know how you much know? of so what's We don't know be. what yeah. they're actually yeah. going to be doing. Yeah. And, and even then, I don't, I just, I don't, I'm in the Y boat. I don't, I, know, I feel bad. Like I, like, I should be so hyped for this, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could even be a retelling. It could, you know, not I, follow anything. I would be so happy if it was like LeFou. I mean, we know, <laughs> we know Vicious is in it. Yeah. Yeah, we do know Vicious is in it. You know, I, I actually would have preferred this series actually to be um before he got onto the bebop yes yes mm-hmm. or his very 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 early years when he just you know got you know got out of the gang and it would then, be hard to do it with everybody else though that's what it is but you know you're gonna get that made because faye's in it you're gonna get that made because mm-hmm. ein's in it it's not you're, bebop without the whole crew it, exactly the so i completely understand it i personally would have enjoyed seeing some early stuff it would be really cool if this is just a side mission and it actually f- takes place in continuity Oh man! It would be I'm really cool. I'm hoping it's like the cool. movie where it takes yeah. place between episodes. Yeah, I think that would be really. Cool. I that's that's kind of my hope. Yeah. Because, I mean, episode one episode to another, sometimes you get the sense like, oh my god, like six months has passed. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. guys are talking about things that like, I would love it if this takes bet- place between episodes. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't mind them redoing Monkey Business because I love that episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> nah, Lafo. Oh, LeFou be good, yeah. I know I'm getting a piece of Ballad in there, so I, yeah, I, I like. there's no way we're not getting... Oh, there's no point to put Vicious in it unless you're doing unless it. Unless you're doing exactly. Ballad. And, and the only other way to go is you can go Jupiter Jazz or you can go the last three Real Folk Blues. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than that, why would you have 
vicious at all. Yeah, I know. I I, I don't feel like they're going to end this, at least on season one. I feel like there's at least going to be an open-ended nature of it, so that way they can have a season two. Um, which is that's why just I'm, me personally. I'm, which oh. is why I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get, not a movie? like... No, it's, no, it's a series. <laughs> I assumed it was a movie. Okay. Which is why I'm kind of wondering if we're going to get, like, maybe some ballad and then a bunch of in-between new stories and mm-hmm. then... Dude, they do the fridge episode. I am about that life. Heavy they Metal will, Woman. They will... Oh. Give me Heavy Metal Woman. Give me that fridge episode at, like, just... Oh, what is it? Uh, uh, things in the Attic. Things in the Attic. Thank yeah. you. Give me that fridge episode and I will eat I will eat my own shoe. Like, like that, I will eat, eat the thing, that thing from yeah. inside the fridge. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're missing it, Joe. <laughs> Uh, and then let's see here. Well, let's move on to uh, some not so great news. Well, not so great news and not so great news. Uh, Jared Leto is apparently not very happy about the Joker movie. Uh, no. You know, shock. He's a very stable uh, person. <laughs> and apparently, he tried to do whatever he could do to get it uh, to get it uh, completely stopped. canceled while they're but even before they made it. As soon as he found out about it, he was apparently livid. What a jerk! Apparently, he told yeah. his agent. I guess the only reason it never got farther is his agent just. Shut up. Yep. (laughs) His agent's like, okay. And just didn't do it. Yeah, his agent clammed up about it because he was heavily voicing his opinion against it to his... Uh, his agency and his then also music his manager yeah like a, like all of his all of his people he was mm. but all of his people were smart enough to not put that through <laughs> so. whatever he's got that career defying morbius movie he's making yeah i don't i don't understand as a person who didn't even really like that movie terribly much what does it matter to him because like, he didn't want because he knew because basically it's also basically been revealed this week he's done as joker yep jared Leto's never replies in joker again and he knew that he, he was just like, how dare they make a Joker movie without me? Okay. I'm the Joker. Well, I get the Joker. That. Okay, I get yeah. that. You know, I, I sent condoms with whatnot in it to all my co-stars. I'm the Joker. I, I sent them dead rats. Yeah. I, I do see in, in and, and also he was at a weird time where he, because remember he had that whole anger towards him after Suicide Squad where he's like, my, because his screen time in Suicide Squad, uh, someone did it, it counts to a little under 10 minutes. Yep. And he filmed like two hours or something. Yeah, he filmed two film. hours worth of footage. He, he was there almost the entire time for filming. So I do see, even though I didn't like his Joker, I do see the frustration of I was there for that three month filming process to be okay. cut to 10 minutes. That's fair. So he felt that DC gave him, or Warner Bros. gave him a raw deal already. And then he felt like Jared Leto or J- uh, Joaquin Phoenix, now playing the Joker, was more of a raw deal. Because he said in an interview like a year ago, he felt like he was tricked into playing Joker. Mm-hmm. That he was told one thing, but they knew they were never going to do that with him. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. You got a paycheck. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they were planning on doing it with you. And then, you know, you did a bunch of really weird crap on the set. And they're like, oh, <laughs> we're not working with you anymore anyway. You don't send Will Smith. No offense. Yeah, I know. You, not, not, I'm not even the biggest Will Smith fan. Oh, that's, yeah, I guess I can. I am. I am. I am. Shit, I didn't want to admit it, but I just I, I just mentally rolodex <laughs> how much I like his films. Mm-hmm. You don't send Will Smith, who at that point is a is a big actor, still yeah, is, still is. Bigger you don't send him a yeah. dead, half-eaten fucking pig to his trailer. Yeah. And you're like, I'm the Joker. No, you disrespectful prick. Yeah, you know, Will Smith has always been like the bright, shining person in all these me- mediocre yes. ass movies. He's always like, I think that's why you hire him. I hate to say it. Yeah, we have a really mediocre movie. Who could we get to make it so this sells? We'll at least have Goodwill. Exactly. Will Smith. Will Smith. Let's get him in here. (laughs) Or The Rock. And speaking of The Rock, uh, The Rock has announced that uh, Black Adam is going to be starting production next July. Uh, Well, I like The Rock. Yes. But that just means Warner Brothers is going through with their dumb ass plan with Shazam. Mm hmm. 
well, they're going to make the Black Adam movie, and then after that comes out, they'll make the Shazam movie. By the time they start production on Shazam, yeah, I know. It, all those kids, are all those be kids, will be way too old. You know what? Like I was going through it as well because I was thinking the same thing as you. But I also feel like for DC, they might not make another Shazam if Black Adam doesn't, doesn't do, well. do well. Why would they make another Shazam movie? Because the first one didn't do that all that well. I also don't feel like Black Adam needs a solo film. Oh, I agree. But you know what? The Rock. I mean, does. if you're gonna do Why it, not just introduce him in the next Shazam movie. Because they yeah. didn't. It was a whole thing because. <sighs> Because they had signed on The Rock for a Black Adam movie before they ever even planned a Shazam yeah. movie. Yeah, the Black I Adam movie was going to be first for yeah. some dumb so reason. Oh so that's <laughs> why that they don't want to introduce him because The Rock signed on mm-hmm. for his starring movie. That's why. Yeah. I will say, if any movie has a chance of doing it, it's going to be a movie with The Rock. Yep. Yes, it will. And then uh, I'm just going to rattle off two things that are, you know been going on. Patton Oswalt is going to be guest starring in The Boys Season 2. We don't know what for, yes, cool. but he was pictured on the set, or you know, he took a selfie with the director and we they were theories, talking about though. stuff. And then uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier begins filming this week. Yay! And Sebastian Stan's the one that confirmed that, I think, at Houston Expo or Houston Comic Con. He did, and then he posted another really nice um, picture of himself in the gym <laughs> on I think, Instagram. Afterwards. I think all of his pictures are really nice pictures of him. That's unfair. Yeah, it's, it's, he's posting a picture. It's already going to be an extremely good. But picture. it was great. <laughs> Still can appreciate it. I'm looking yes. forward. I am so. I no, that's definitely one of the big Marvel streaming yeah. that mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to. Yeah, and I was going to originally move on after this, but then I realized, you know what? We've been doing a lot of Disney, Marvel, DC stuff today, so you know, let's bring in Valiant, the Bloodshot <laughs> trailer. Boo. <laughs> you mean Triple X Part Two, Part Three? Part, yeah, well, really, Part Part, part Four. Part four. Uh, I don't know, Vin Diesel Triple X. Yeah, Vin Diesel Triple X Part Three. Uh, <laughs> the Riddick Chronicles. The Riddick Chronicles. <laughs> uh, that debuted ish, and uh, it is bloody, and he did get shot. Holy shit! Does it look nothing? First of all, he looks nothing like Bloodshot. No, the Jason David Frank Bloodshot yeah. YouTube series. He looked more like Bloodshot than Vin Diesel looks. Why is he not a criminal? Why is that a soldier <laughs> who looks white? like he's an awesome dude coming back from war and that he was a really nice guy? And, you know, come. What, what's happening? It, uh, uh, what, what? Well, we don't know he's not a criminal. Oh, it's true. That's, that's all memories we don't implanted know. That's in fair, his head. That's fair. It's fair. But for, why is he not like ghost white with a fucking red spot? And I get it. You guys sewed him a little medical suit that has the circle in. Yes. I got it. Yuck. <laughs> Ew. Also, did you guys feel like maybe you saw a hell of a lot of that movie in that trailer? Oh, my God, That's yes. trailer number one. Yep. I hope we don't see any other trailer then, because I already think I've seen most of the movie. Yeah. I, How great would it... Oh, I don't know. First I of all, can't even, man. that half-formed beluga porpoise baby. Are we talking about Vin Diesel still? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he needs to just stick with the Fast franchise and voicing goddamn no. Groot. No, no, no. Actually, let, give, I don't mind him the way he looks in this, because he doesn't look like he's so misproportionate like he does in the Fast movies. He actually kind of looks like a uh, almost like, normal-sized human being. I just mean like he's playing Vin Diesel, and like Bloodshot is nothing like Vin Diesel, like Agreed. that character. Agreed. Yeah. Also, why are you making a Bloodshot movie, though? Make a fucking make Ninjack or Quantum and Woody. Well, they're not. Well, and now this one isn't going to be part of the Valiant universe because they move studios. Um, you know, that's always a good sign. Uh, that's how what I always figure. You know, this is always a good sign whenever you move your movies out of your cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird that they also premiered traditionally when they premiere the trailer is not when studios premiere trailers that they have confidence, confidence in. Confidence in, yeah, I know. So that was a bit of a weird. 
you know, we'll see how it Maybe goes. Maybe the trailer will look better on a screen. And I keep telling myself, because there's a couple sequences in the trailer that have, cinematically, they look really cool. Yes, yes. Like, visually, there's some neat-looking stuff in this movie, but it's all very heavy CG. It did kind of feel like a sci-fi movie. It did. I, I felt like this was, like, a really high-end sci-fi movie. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But, Maybe it'll look really awesome in, a tr- in an actual mm. movie theater. And it's coming out February 21st, I believe. 21st or 24th, one of the two. So it'll be on the we'll heels. We'll be back just in time. It'll be on the heels of Kingsman and uh, oh. Birds of Prey. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Oh, I think Kingsman it's the week looks after. Really good it's the too. week after Kingsman and Birds of Prey. Yep. So, uh, and February has apparently traditionally <laughs> been a very tough month for um, movies without name recognition. Mm. Yeah. The only movies that got to do it, I don't think they count to me. Mm-hmm. Was um, Black Panther and I get and Black Panther got to do it, but that doesn't count because it has the Marvel name recognition. Mm-hmm. And um, there was some. Hmm? Wasn't it Deadpool? And Deadpool, which does not count. It doesn't count because that has the Marvel name recognition. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't. But you know, Deadpool actually had the trailer recognition that too more yeah. than it had anything. I think those are special <laughs> circumstances. Yes, t- I agree. Traditionally, apparently, movies like this don't always do super duper well. Yeah. Without name recognition, like Kingsman at least has it, and say what you want about Birds of Prey, it at least has name recognition with Harley Quinn in it. Yeah. Maybe this movie will be so gory and so messed up that everyone will be like, "Whoa, it's so violent! It's awesome!" <laughs> yeah. You know, you know I mean, maybe maybe it's got that coming for it because it does look like it's quite violent. It's it's a valiant first try, I believe. Ah. <laughs> we got jokes. Right. Oh, boo! So now we're uh, we're going to move on to our discussion topic. Um, None of us has seen Watchmen yet, so we're going to probably discuss that next week, figure out what's going on with that HBO series. And also the last trailer for The Last Jedi, or not The Last Jedi, The Last Skywalker. Oh, that drops tonight? tonight. That drops tonight mm. on Monday now. Night Football. Ooh. Yep. So we'll talk about those things oh, next uh, week. It's going to be a PG-13 movie. It oh, like, oh so. never mind. What were the other ones? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. You saw oh. Bloodshot. Oh, Bloodshot's going to be PG-13. Oh. <laughs> it's oh. apparently it's that's what they're, they're debating. For. Yeah. On R or PG-13, apparently the studio is pushing for PG-13. Well, from what so that we'll looks see. like, they should push for R. So they should push for R. So we'll talk Anyways. about more of those next week. So a discussion topic that we were talking about this week is uh, lots of directors have been coming out as saying what's a real movie and what's not, and that's always a good sign. Of, of things to come. So, Anthony, you got some some news for, or you know, yeah. more news about that. Well, Francis Ford Coppola is the most recent director to kind of uh, scream at his own dick for not working. <laughs> um, you know, as it happens with old white guys. Yes, <laughs> I'm not going to read his entire statement because his entire statement is basically the same as uh, Scorsese's. Mm-hmm. The only thing he changes is he he calls out Scorsese for calling Marvel films. Um, basically, in Marvel, for Clone Marvel films, uh, theme park rides. He goes, they should have. He should have called them despicable, and that they are ruining Whoa. cinema, and that we need to take it back. For that, the that directors need to take cinema back for real movies. Of which I point out, I point. We were talking of the eighty nine or so movies this year that came out with wide theatrical releases. Only four of them were Marvel films. Yep, and. One of them was technically a DC film. So only five mm-hmm. were comic book films. Yep. So the first person to comment on that today that I'm going to read is Natalie Portman's comment, who is about to start filming Thor Love and Thunder. Oscar winning mm-hmm. multiple times. Well, Oscar winning nominated. Uh, so she obviously she's in real cinema. 
She goes, I think there's room for all types of cinema. There's not one way to make art. I think the Marvel films are so popular because they're really entertaining and people desire entertainment when they have their special time after work after dealing with the hardships of real life, which I felt like she was speaking to us here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the reason why I like to go see those kind of movies. It's escapism. I don't want to... And I and actually I am a person you know. I actually do like sometimes sad or dark movies. I watch a lot of yeah. them. But yeah. the ones I seek out the most often, besides the excellence of Parent Trap, <laughs> are the fun ones, you know? Yeah. And then we have the follow-up statement to James. James Gunn also made a statement. Um, his was a, I'm reading his second. He's a little bit more long, or a little longer. Wow, I don't know how to speak English. That's fine. None of us do. Uh, and uh, he basically says... Um, some of our great-grandfathers thought... Oh, no. Sorry. Pointing out... Hold on. My whole thing has reloaded, and apparently I'm watching a Bloodshot trailer. Okay. Many of our great-grandfathers thought all gangster movies were the same, often calling them despicable. Some of our great-grandfathers thought the same of Westerns and believed the films of John Ford, Sam Pachapa, and Sergio Leone were all exactly the same. I remember a great-uncle to whom I was raving about Star Wars. He responded by saying, I saw that when it was called 2001, and boy, was it boring. Superheroes are simply today's gangsters, cowboys, and outer space adventures. Some superhero films are awful. Some are beautiful, like westerns and gangsters. And before that, just movies. Not everyone was able to appreciate them. Even some geniuses, and that's okay. He then made a separate comment basically saying, like, I think it's hurtful that one of my favorite directors is uh, besmirching movies he probably has never seen. I've been thinking a lot about it, and it's I definitely agree with the... the genre I kept think, keep thinking about is westerns because westerns were so prevalent for so long oh yeah and to sit there and like and now even now like going back even if they want to look to the future like no one likes westerns don't have that same prevalence now I guess with the newer generation there's always gonna be that shift mm-hmm. and so I, I really think James Gunn kind of hit the nail on the head with that one yeah I mean oh, and yeah. I think you know especially you know they're not watching these movies they're not like taking them in and it just they're we're going also through, not it's, crowding your movies out of theaters exactly i just i just so i have a simple question and i i liken a lot of things to this one movie because i didn't necessarily love this movie but i appreciate it for the piece of art that it is Mm -hmm. you want to tell me that marvel movies are despicable because they're like theme park rides you tell me what the wizard of oz is then (laughs) you tell me what theme park lsd tripped out mother effing movie that is you can't call one movie, and it's not because it was the first movie made you know, with half color mm-hmm. that everyone got. To, like, mm-hmm. No, like that movie is a theme park ride yeah. in every way, shape, and form. And you're going to tell me that's okay, but you're going to tell me a Marvel movie. And I is- go, I do the same thing. You, I preface this with, I understand this movie won Oscars, whatever. I go to whatever happened to Baby Jane. Right. Today, mm-hmm. I watch that movie now, and I appreciate the movie. That is a campy movie. Yeah. If it's they ridiculous. ever made that movie exactly the same way it is now, not change a thing, that movie would be would not get an Oscar. No. It was a campy, ridiculous movie. But for the time, that was the kind of movie that got made. Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz didn't even become popular until 15 years later when it was getting rerun on TV for the first TV. time. And that was, mm-hmm. yes. She won an Oscar for, she didn't, Judy Garland didn't even win a real Oscar because it was camp, like, it, what I, you and think I, is campy you, now. I'm not saying that Marvel movies equate to Wizard exactly. of Oz. I'm, no. Please don't. No. I'm just saying... If you are, I'm just saying for the type of style of movie it is, there isn't a, anyone who can, for, for me, I, I, the argument would have to be made so great to compare visually how they are, the story how they are, they are theme park rides. That, yeah. And I, I was okay with hearing, they're like a theme park ride. I'm like, I love those. I'm down with that. 
well, I also don't like every theme park ride I've ever been on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you know, pick and choose your own poison. Yeah, and if we if we want to go to the the mobster route, to like the mobster movie type of, of things. Um, which you can with Coppola. Which you absolutely can with him. Uh, monster movies were extremely popular. And, you know, it was because of Godfather. But and they the were Godfather extre- films were considered by directors who were older than him, like, as garbage. So, so it, they, like, like, so you have, you know, these, these monster movies. And let's just go with, let's equate monster movies with Marvel movies. So you have your Godfathers and you have your, your Winter Soldiers. Yeah. Movies that can stand on their own and they are fantastic movies. And then you have, like, your Ant-Mans and your My Blue Heavens. My Blue Heaven is a complete comedy. Yep. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Jen. No. It's a complete yeah, comedy. It's, it's a it's complete a, it's comedy. A, it's a comedy. But it's about a mobster yeah. who, you know, who has to go into the witness protection. But it's a comedy. Yeah. And so, like, you have those two types of movies, which are both still mobster movies and both still Marvel movies, but they are completely different genres of a genre they're mm-hmm. subgenres so you know you have these these types of things but neither one of them is less of a movie exactly each one of them is is still has validity yep and it still has um impact even though they are a comedy and dramedy or whatever <laughs> well and you know i find it funny like i'm whatever i'm mm-hmm. not saying every comic book movie is the fucking next coming of Schindler's oh, of list. course not uh but what I'm going to try. Uh, okay, let me look through their eyes. You want to define cinema as it it moves you emotionally, it provokes thought. I'm not even going to use one of the solo films. You can't tell me that moment in Endgame when Scott sees his daughter and realizes I've missed her. I've I've we been gone for five years. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that wasn't a scene that moved you or had you think something. See, but that's that's the thing. Yeah. What what equates real movies? Why is that not cinema? Why is that not considered a cinema? And I I don't even mean the Marvel movies. Yeah. I mean any movie. Yeah. I go back to Batman and Robin. That is a really goofy movie. Yeah. But plenty of kids loved it. Camp cinema what, is still cinema. Not real. Camp cinema is still cinema. Pick any cra- crappy movie that you don't like. Like mm-hmm. I, I hated Eight Mile. I would. Like that, <laughs> I that's would like a to real know movie. What yeah. Francis Ford Coppola thinks of his daughter's films, all of which are not great. I do like some of them. I don't like them. Virgin Suicides. That wasn't. I love Virgin Suicides. I know you do. I just, and ugh. I thought uh, some are good. Some are Marie Antoinette. Yeah. You, yeah. Hell, you could even go to his own movies. The last one he directed that mm-hmm. was good is arguably The Rainmaker, which was in 1997, which is, you know, 22 years ago. That was the last good, um, good movie he directed. And then his last movie that he produced is The Bling Ring. Yeah. Like, come on. Directed by... <laughs> Sophia oh, yeah. Coppola. Sophia Coppola. Well, but, and this goes back to the Joker movie guy. Uh, you know, Hot Tub Time Machine 3, <laughs> like, like, or whatever yeah, it was. Well, uh, sorry, uh, no, uh, Hangover, uh, 3, Hangover 3, Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Like, you don't get to be the person who decides what movies are and what they're not. This That's goes, really messed yeah, up. This goes back to, before them, Steven Spielberg. Oh A couple gosh, years ago, yes. he started this ball, ball rolling. He was basically like, I predict the end of blockbuster films like the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And I and I said then I'm like I find that ironic when literally your career is built off of the Indiana Jones series. You created it, Jaws. <laughs> you were in the middle of promoting Ready Player One, which is a film and book all about that is that. only about that. It's only about nostalgia from, from blockbuster films. Yeah, and you were in, and I, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I know why he did this because in his comment he mentions how Lincoln made no money at the box office and he blamed those kind of films. Mm-hmm. Lincoln was never going to be a box office juggernaut. It was going to be an awards darling, which it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A movie about Abraham Lincoln, unless he's fucking fighting vampires. 
Which was great. Which was great. A movie, a straight up movie, no matter how good it was, and I actually loved it, mm-hmm. was never going to make a billion dollars at the box office. Not never, yeah. unlikely. Because a film could do it. Yeah, and, but that's that's the job of the studios and the producers. They have to realize, what can I get on return for this? Exactly. Which is why every single horror movie has ever been made, period. Exactly. Horror movies. I can make it for $20 million and get $100 million? Screw that. Screw you, sold. You can make that for Evil Dead. You can make that for yep. for $1,000. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and make what, however much money. It is money. the only reason Kevin Smith has a career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He proved you can make clerks off of credit cards. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, so, so horror movies, though, every single horror movie that has ever been released has been one of those, all right, we're going to make this for $5 million, $20 million, and we're going to get back, you know, double or triple that, and we'll mm-hmm. call it a day. You know, they're not expecting to make $500 million. You're Lincolns. You need to come into that going, all right, this is a biopic, you know, this is a, a biography piece. This is a, a study of the human person. Twilight. Twilight. $37 million to make. Yep. Four hundred million dollars to win to make afterwards, and that's not even including it's, the ancillary. And, and no, and, like, and they were not expecting that. Right. They were hoping to make maybe a hundred million bucks. Like it really is. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's it, it. Movies have to debate to themselves whether spending money on this movie is worth the return they will yeah. get on the movie. I personally don't feel like almost any of the Spider-Man movies, even the ones that hit a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. I think it's insane that they have to spend almost five hundred million or six hundred million dollars. To get a return. And that's big reward or big risk, big reward possibly. Or you could have Justice League, which you spent a bajillion dollars on. You, that you, movie was never going to be able to get its return But back. the thing is, they thought they could. Yeah. So that's what they did because they, th- they saw what you know Avengers did and they thought, oh, we can do the same. But that's the thing. You, you have to, there's so much more money involved in it that I'm sure Justice League probably still lost money. It did, Or they yes. barely made their budget See, back. See, and I feel like the system does work in a way to filter out mm-hmm. stupid ideas yeah <laughs> and unfortunately it was well you know what and this is not to shit on this movie but i was telling brian um we were talking earlier this week joker has now surpassed justice league of the worldwide box office yep my opinion here has nothing to do with how i feel about it yeah no solo film should outgross the first time at least not yet that mm-hmm. you ever see the justice league on screen yeah have outgrossed yet. No solo film that is an art house film that is rated R should be able to make more money than the first time you've ever seen the Justice League on film, but they clearly, someone clearly was not paying attention to that filter. Mm. Yeah. Remember my argument for BVS? Yeah. That had no business not being a billion dollar movie. Yeah. And it's. You had the three most profitable. It, you, you have two, two of the biggest, most, yeah. most recognizable characters in the world fighting for, each for other. anything, fighting each other, and how that didn't make a billion dollars, I don't understand. And that's, it's because it wasn't built right. Yep. But that also goes to show, even those big giant superhero movies, and I'm going to say superhero, even though these directors are only saying, and I get it, you're saying Marvel because those are the biggest game in town. Fine, mm-hmm. if they're not made well, if they're not made cinema. Yeah, they're not going to make money. Yeah, people yep. won't come and see them. Exactly. Well, Spielberg was against uh, Netflix movies too. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, for, I, 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 that was for that the was for the whole award season, right? And like, I, I change uh, the times. Yeah, I feel like the I feel like a lot of this is coming out of the. I'm going to say almost like the threat to awards. Yeah. Because like you were saying before, certain movies were your blockbusters and they made you a ton of mo- uh, money. You know, your Jaws, your Indiana Jones, you sit there and you pull them out. Yeah. But the other one, it's like, oh, they, you know, you have this career of like, well, if I make a truly great film, at least the Academy will get awards. Of, oh, it, might get awards. it might not make money, but mm-hmm. I don't need that. I just need the, you know, the recognition of my peers. Mm-hmm. But if you sit there and like, oh, there's been a lot of clamor now because 
I mean, the public is very um, outspoken now, more so than in previous years. I would, exactly. I, I personally feel like, yeah. And so, and they're wondering, okay, yeah. So that movie was okay. Why? Why is this the best movie of the year? Mm-hmm. Why are we not even looking at those horror movies, those sci-fi films, those mm-hmm. superhero movies? Yeah. And so the fact that it was such a revolution that that Get Out got to win Oscar. Or oh my God, I know, right? It shouldn't be. If a horror movie, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like Freddy goes to hell or Jason goes to hell. These, <laughs> See. But like horror movies, a good horror movie, which there are some, should not be an anomaly. If it's a good movie, yeah. no matter what genre it is, it should get to make it. And it absolutely. And don't get me wrong, some superhero movies that people have loved, I don't believe should have, you Meanwhile, know. goddamn Suicide Swan's got a goddamn Oscar. <sighs> and, yeah. and I'm with you, Jen. Like, like, and I, I agree, it does have to do with awards because, hell, like, forever, mm-hmm. animated pictures were just looked down at, yeah. for, you know, for yeah. forever. And so Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, this is getting nominated for a best picture. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, well, um, that can't be, we can't have an animated, we can't have these children's stories we're be afraid. nominated mm-hmm. for a best picture. So let's create an animate, best animation. See. Let's go ahead yeah. and segregate this because this is going to be a you know, something that people can can, yeah. can go mm-hmm. to. Because we were afraid that it might cheapen this. And it's like, it yeah. wouldn't. It, it might be, these animated children's movies might be passed off as real movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, um, oh goodness, what was I going to say? Sorry. I just, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, it's even, oh goodness, never mind. Okay, obviously can't remember. Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Steven Seagal. Seagal. Obviously, that's definitely where I was going. Under with Siege it. Two deserved a Best Oscar. I all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said a Best Oscar. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no, just the Best Oscar. That's a new award. We're yes, that's the, that's the new Oscars. award. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like it to me is it smacks of fear. It does. Yeah. It really does. It it and I kind of I kind of get it because if if all of these blockbuster movies start winning all your awards, then I can see because of the system where you know some of those films might not get the time in the sun that they maybe deserve but at the same time we're also at a point where it's we have so many indie movies now i think there is a really big push for small movies yeah outside of the corporate like outside of the big what is mm-hmm. big three big oh, four yeah, yeah, yeah. um system so i mean and even then like freaking kickstarter <laughs> like people are, who want to tell movies are more able to i feel like now to go out and do it without having to be beholden to the system correct uh, I, I think on that, some level yes and I, and I think these directors while it is about awards it is about all these other things it is also ultimately about money yeah all these big directors um probably aren't getting offered or they don't want to do superhero movies and i understand that yeah. however However, they're probably still going to these studios and going, hey, I would like to make, you know, a Lincoln movie or I'd like to make this other thing. And the studio's like, well, I, I can't give you that much money for it because we're not going to expect to make this much back. Mm-hmm. So I can give you, you know, 20, 30 million dollars. And then they're looking at all these Marvel films that are getting 200 million dollar budgets or whatever. And they're like, well, I I kind of want this much this much budget. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, I, I can't pay you that because we're not going to get it back. Well, it's, when you say that, when the Lincoln stuff is going on, and Spielberg made his comment was right when it was revealed that he had to for indefinitely mm-hmm. put on hold his next film, Robopocalypse, because the studio <laughs> had de- did, deemed it was going to be too expensive because he wanted a $280 million budget. Mm-hmm. And the studio was like, I don't know if that's going to be that. a thing we can make back. I'm yeah. sorry. We're, we're 
criticizing an entire genre because Robopocalypse, I'm sorry, what was that? It's a really good book. Yeah. Oh, okay, it is. <laughs> is it not? It sounds like a sci-fi movie. It's a sci-fi book, but it's like... Uh, really, it's, but like, I mean, to criticize the superhero genre to then because there's you could no make you a sci-fi... There's no way you can make that book and it's not an action movie, though. Like, what, it's what like, you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, that, it's that's not an like action You're movie. not making the next Lincoln. Stupid. You're making you're something correct. dumb. Yeah. You are not wrong. I read the book. It, it's it's... A step you know, above a YA novel. I, okay. I just feel like the the I am getting more and more disappointed in directors that I really cared for their work and mm-hmm. I really appreciated the things they did for cinema and I'm just becoming more and more almost hardened to their opinions at this point. Not that their opinions, to be honest, really ever made a difference for me. Yeah, I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it's really difficult as a person who truly loves movies and loves cinema mm-hmm. to hear people that I have looked up to for years mm-hmm. say things that are so negative about younger creators and, and new properties. And it's like it's just disheartening. And it's very like, guys, yeah. you, you just sound like you're angry old men. You oh, really do. And, and it's yeah. sad because you've made a ton of money off this industry. Maybe it's time for you guys to let other people to make money. Mm-hmm. Maybe some indie director who's making YouTube movies Boom. deserves to have some small budget 30 something million dollar movie make it big and make 200 million dollars mm-hmm. yeah. maybe it's their turn maybe Agreed. maybe they deserve it maybe you ask for too much money because yeah. a lot of people like the Burton 10 million dollar thing yeah like he's not touching a movie unless he's making 10 million dollars mm-hmm. ha- it's in his contract he's, uh, it's uh, what happened with Batman yep yeah. oh so yeah like he got paid well, and McDonald's and McDonald's sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. but but he gets he gets paid with, if his name is attached to it at any point in time, seriously, he gets paid. He has a pay or play yeah. deal. So right. So they make the movie. They don't. He's yeah. still getting his director's fee. He and was that signed was forty. Bat- what was that thirty Batman. something years ago? Yeah. yeah. He was when, signed for the third Batman, and and it, McDonald's basically said uh, that film can't. He can't make the third one because the second one was because they didn't make him enough toys. They didn't yeah. make. They couldn't make uh, toys. So they shit canned him, and he still got. He paid still got paid. So his name was attached to it. So there's plenty of directors like Spielberg, like that do mm-hmm. that do the back end deal, and mm-hmm. that have a huge amount for their directing fee. Yeah. The, the Kevin Feige's of the world. Oh yeah. Seventy million dollar production fee. Like that's just what that costs to get him on a movie. Mm-hmm. However, because he makes movies that are that actually are making money, he gets that. Yeah. Right, and I think they are just kind of like, oh well, I, I think I I'm that. worth I'm worth seventy million dollars. Like, well, you're not. And Spielberg might be. Oh yeah, but, but even then, the last uh, movie Ready that Player Ready Player One, one didn't nope. make it. <laughs> well, you know, as I said, I said to you back when this whole thing first started, I'm not saying you got to like those films. No. I like, like you just said, Joe. I like what I like. You don't got to like it. I'm not saying that, but I find that I get disappointed by any director, anybody in film, the second someone starts to define what is and isn't cinema, and then I find that I now think I now find that you have an incredibly narrow viewpoint. I don't like m- most romantic comedies, but I'm not going to say they're not cinema. I just don't like them. And if you don't like them, that's one thing. But to start defining what it is and isn't, mm-hmm. that's not for you to define. It's the people who buy the tickets that define what is and isn't cinema. Yeah, and and I think it also goes to what Joe was saying as well with the. It's the old guy. It's the baby boomers versus the millennials, which yep. I hate that that thing because I'm sorry, millennials are almost forty now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm sorry, you're talking about forty year olds, yeah. not millennials, which you know everybody mm-hmm. hits in their heads that oh they're the teenagers or the twenty. Yeah. No, they're forty now. That's I think it's they just want to get off of work and go of see a bunch of people with costumes. So yeah. so I think it's. And, and I think it also goes back to like the, the small indie people or the small horror movies mm-hmm. because a lot of the directors now, even even of Marvel films, started off in horror. Yeah. You know, like James Wan, who made who has the highest, you know, DC the, movie, yeah, the, or not even just DC, but like the biggest franchise, the biggest in, franchises in, in, in the world, in the world. world. 
which is Fast and the Furious, got his start on Insidious mm-hmm. and these little tiny horror saw. films. The Russo. Sorry, yeah, Saw. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. You know what I meant. You know what I meant. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's saw. And so, and yeah, the Russo the brothers were plucked out of TV. Yeah, yeah. community I mean, and 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 uh, um, arrested development. Arrested development. Yeah. You have uh, <laughs> Taika Waititi. You oh. have um, you have the uh, the guns. Yeah. Um, you have James Gunn the... made cheap horror movies. Yeah, he did yeah. Slither. Like, I'm come sorry, on. He, he did Super <laughs> in indie superhero. Like, yeah. You have all these films, and so I think that's also the other thing where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, these guys started out as nothing. They didn't start off making real cinema in quotes. Yeah. They started off making these little tiny horror films, and then they were really well done, and they made mm-hmm. money. And, and I think, you, oh, sorry. sorry, and I think part of that is, I mean, they are old white men. Yeah. It's no longer a lot of the stuff they want to put out and the way they want to put it out mm-hmm. doesn't ring through the same way for the people who are now going to go see movies. Yeah. I mean. I mean, Francis Ford Coppola's making the same goddamn film for 40 years. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I mean. And I like Francis Ford Coppola. The same can be Coppola. said about Scorsese. And I, yeah. I was just going to say the same thing about Scorsese. It's just, and all of these people we've listed are doing creative new things mm-hmm. with film. With film, yeah. Did Spielberg do the last uh, Crystal Skull, Indiana yep. Jones? Yeah. Yes, okay. he did. He clearly cannot learn. No. no. There's nothing, literally nothing has changed from his movies from when he was. And he's working on the new one. Mm-hmm. Wow. <sighs> I, you know what? I think I will speak with my money and just not go see it. And, and you know what? I mean, say what Kate Blanchett in it again. No. Oh, I do <laughs> love her. No. <laughs> say what you will about Lucas, you know. Lucas, as as bad as those prequels are to us, we've discussed this before. Mm. But for the next generation, which is oh, the generation it. before, that's us, made for that us. is that is exactly who that was made for, and they will be Star Wars fans for life because that's mm-hmm. what they saw and they loved it. I was um, end of middle school or end of elementary, early middle school. Those movies were you for were the me. age I was, and for. I love those movies yep. so much. I mean, don't get me wrong; they're really hard to watch now, of course, because <laughs> they don't <laughs> ring you, the same way. But they you I, never don't always, have that feeling for them. Oh yeah, no, yeah. they're they're the ones I got to see when they first premiered in mm-hmm. cinema, like in theaters. Yeah. I dressed up for some of those, like, <laughs> and, and Lucas sold it off to Disney yeah. so that they could make more because he wasn't going to do it. Yeah, it was yeah. just like you know, I want I want Disney to now because I've seen what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. I think they could make the next. The next even though he then got mad at them, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, he, but to use Lucas, Lucas knows what director he is. Yeah, yeah, he knows what he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he does make. Art films, or what what Scorsese then would consider cinema. THX is cinema. Sure, mm-hmm. Lucas knows what he is, and you don't hear Lucas out there like "fuck Marvel." He's like, "Nope, I know what I am. Movies are movies." Yeah, but at the same time, Lucas always modeled himself after pulp movies. Yeah, which now pulp movies are regard they play in like Alamo Draft House, da 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 da. But pulp movies back then were what you you could say that superhero movies right now, Marvel movies, even some mm-hmm. DC movies, those are pulp movies. Those are this era's. You're not telling me Aquaman's not a pulp movie. <laughs> like, and hell, Fast and the Furious is a superhero movie in all but name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, wait till the, oh. we don't have the title of the new one. Yeah, sure. I, I'm still waiting for them to go to space. Still I'm waiting for space. it. Nobody so, has yeah. to be a crossover with Machete. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and throw a little, uh, throw a little Jason X in there. Well, that's how he gets awoken. That, that's exactly how that happens. He gets woke. But they're, the the comic book movies right now. Our pulp movies, mm-hmm. they're this era is that, and 30, 40 years from now, they'll probably be regarded that way. Yeah. Just, just make your films. They're not, again, 89 films this year and counting. Mm-hmm. Four of them, five of them technically were comic book movies. Everything mm-hmm. that gets made, whether you like it or not, is a real movie. Yeah. yeah. If, if it is put out there, hell, if it's even put out there on YouTube, 
That's a real movie because it got made and it's real. Mm-hmm. And people are watching it. And people are watching it. Even if you have one person and it's your mom who's watched it. That's I'm a still love a church girl. Yeah. Still a real movie. That's still, that's still somebody has watched it. It is still cinema. Absolutely. Whether it's The Room or whether it's, you know, like uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Both of those are still real movies. Do They're you have both to like both? Real. No. Nope. Not at all. I hate Rocky Horror Picture Show. I hate it with a passion. But I still respect the hell out of it. Yes. Because it still got made. And especially in the era that that movie got Killing made. The, the era that that movie got made is still ridiculous to me. That, that it, it ever got, got made. made. Yeah. And it got made on no money. Yeah. Same as I think with all of John Waters films. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are just exercises in perseverance oh. in exactly. themselves. So, you know, what? no matter when hell, it got Star made Wars. or how it got made, it's still real movies. Star Wars. <laughs> the first Star Wars was at any one point in production on the verge of being shit canned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, yeah. Let's just end it with if it's gotten made, it's a real movie. Yeah. Real TV yeah. show. It's real something. It's it done been real. It's don't let narrow real. views of people define what is cinema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but don't these, like The Joker. The Joker is cinema. That's a movie. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. an epic movie. It is. It's a movie. Yeah. That's a, that is cinema. Yeah. Period. Exactly. So, I don't love Showgirl. That's yeah. not true. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> Liar. But it's it still a movie. It's definitely cinema. So, <laughs> let's end it with that. You know, just. Have fun. Yeah. That's what movies are for. Enjoy and what you enjoy. Actually, that's what a lot of movies are for. <laughs> Some movies are made to just bump Enjoy the hell your out time out. spent in, can, you know. Yeah. Enjoy your time. Yeah. On this earth. There it is. <laughs> Boom. Done. All right. Boom. Bah. Well, speaking of boo, we're at the end of this episode. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's next week, sir. That's <laughs> next week. So, yeah, we, uh, we record live. Upstairs inside of Tate's Comics, powered Woo! by our friends Woo! at 3000 Brigade. Yeah. Sometimes we have uh, Color Guard practicing outside of here, and they're they're doing their marching band stuff. Victorian dead children Color Guard. Yes. 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 Of course. Yes. I mean, Victorian children absolutely did Color Guard. It was just, you know, like the three colors they had back then that they could afford. Yeah. Brown. It's how you stave off the consumption. Tan. Gray. Yeah, and gray. There was the three oh, colors. Oh, no, don't forget they had a fourth color. Green that would kill you. Hey, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green that killed you. Yeah. Silver, also known as mercury, that would kill you. Uh, lead, that would kill you. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as always, my name is Brian. I'm Anthony. I'm Jen. And I'm Joe. Have a great week, everyone. Yeah. So long. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Two is twice as nice as one. one. Let's, Let's get, get together. together. What, what do you say? say? We'll be having swinging fun. fun. We'll be a crazy, crazy team. I bet we'll make Make this scene. Let's get Get together. together. Yeah, 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 yeah.